What's up? What's good, everybody? Aquí estamos, me and Nala. Doing a little, little, little weekend podcast for you guys. And this weekend, I dedicated it to myself to have some alone time. So while everybody's out doing their thing, my brother's not here. His girl's not here. Just watching TV, writing notes, writing in my little journal. And I don't know. ¿Qué podemos hacer, right? It's really important to to learn how to manage your thoughts. And for the this this one is for those of us who overthink because I'm included in this category of overthinkers and this is why I write in my journal because those who overthink they overfeel they overlove they overwork overstress and and it can take a toll on you and it can take a toll on your relationships and it could take a toll on your friendships your work so i read this well i didn't read it actually i got so lazy that i listened to it It's called the Kabbalion. It's an ancient Egyptian book. Well, it's a book that was created, written by somebody during the time of the ancient Egyptians, right? And one of the main things that I took out of this audiobook was controlling your your emotions how to control your feelings right so what they did is they taught me that feelings are nothing but vibrations or at least let's think of them as vibrations and if you look if you if you can picture in your head if you can close your eyes and you can picture in your head um Let's say like three lines up and down, maybe like railroad tracks, you know, up and down. But instead of two lines running perpendicular, it's three. And one line on top, it says happiness. And right on the opposite end at the bottom, it says sadness. The middle one. Hungry and the underneath at the bottom on the opposite end is full or not hungry. And the third line, let's say it's it's hmm, what'll be a good one? Let's say brave at the top and at the bottom it's scared. Right? So these are basically opposite emotions on the opposite spectrum. But they're all on the same spectrum. 
right? So sad cannot be at the bottom of the spectrum of of hungry or or full because they don't exist exist in that spectrum, right? So if you look at them like strings attached to each other, and it was saying that when you feel angry, you're just feeling a different vibration on the spectrum of happiness. So if you look at it as almost like a like those old school radios, stereos that they used to have back in the 90s and the 80s where they had the glass door and you pushed it in and, and it came back out. And then you were able to like raise the volume up and down with these little knobs that would just go up and down. And there was little dashes on the on the left or right side. <laughs> well, your emotions are on similar spectrums. The good ones is when you vibrate higher, higher frequency. And then when it's when you're feeling those negative emotions, it's negative frequency. So it taught me that when I felt anything negative, insecurity or whatever, I would just tell myself, no, I still feel happy. I'm just feeling a different vibration of happiness. Like it's not a very high vibration. I'm just feeling a different one, right? So when it comes to love, when we're young, we tend to not feel the negative vibrations of love or or we don't get Love doesn't give us many negative vibrations because we haven't dealt with it enough, right? We haven't. I know when I was like 16, 17, 18, and I was a kid, even up to like 19 or 20, like I thought love was like the coolest thing ever. I wanted to be with that girl. I didn't see myself with anybody else. If she ever left me, I would die. And boom, what happens? La vida happens and we broke up and I didn't fucking die (laughs) I didn't die she didn't die she's still out there in the streets (laughs) no I'm just playing um so so the older we get the harder it is to fall in love the the more scared we are the more excuses we make but being afraid of love, like, yeah, we think we're protecting ourselves, but we hurt ourselves. But have we ever really thought of how we hurt the person who's trying to love us? So this is me trying to flip the script on you guys today. Like, I, for one, in my life, I'm done hearing excuses of why I should be... I'm I'm tired of giving excuses of why I shouldn't fall in love with somebody. I'm not going to give those excuses anymore. But I'm also tired of hearing them why other people don't want to fall for somebody. I can tell you that there's girls out there that are afraid of love and they have really good guys that are probably trying to win them over. And they are never going to do something where they're going to be like, it's not like, hey, it's not like a sport where you're getting better at it. It's not like 
a quiz or a math problem where, okay, next time I'm going to get more right. You know, it's just when somebody is afraid of commitment or happiness or just even being like admitting like, hey, like I'm in love with this person. It really has nothing to do with the other person. That fear is internal, right? And and I took some notes of this video that I watched <clears throat> about some lady that was talking about how we are programmed, we program ourselves to be afraid of love, but it really has nothing to do with love. So I'm going to talk about how we get programmed a little bit. I'm going to simplify it because she's, you know, she's a doctor and and I'm not as smart. But I do want to talk about how being afraid of love, it hurts you, but it also hurts the person that, you know, you never know. They might already be in love with you. So <clears throat> this lady was talking about how she would always have she was a relationship like a psychiatrist or whatever she would like a counselor slash psychiatrist she she has her phd she's very educated and everything and she's talking about how what is fear fear is a program through habits and fear is we feel fear based off of our memory. So our brain signals when it's processing everything that we're going through, that we're feeling, whatever is happening in the moment. It looks through your past, finds the closest event to that. And it recognizes, it remembers how you felt back then. And it tells you this is either a threat to you, be scared, run, fucking fight, angry, whatever. It tells you how to react. Or it tells you, hey, it's okay, proceed as normal. Like, So most of our thoughts throughout the day are proceed as normal unless something happens and then you go into like self-preservation mode. <clears throat> so she was talking about how People get hurt in the game of love, but because of the way our brains process pain and emotional, like the emotions and, and, and everything that's negative and positive, right? But how our brain works in order for the future events to help us not get into that situation again it doesn't it's it's kind of works against love so let me explain <clears throat> it so she was talking about how she dated a guy and long story short he ended up just meeting another girl and just kind of you know, ghosting her, basically. 
And but she really cared a lot for this guy. She really started to like this guy. And so what she do? She's like, oh well, I'm gonna be healthy because I'm a counselor or or a you know a psychiatrist, and and I'm gonna be healthy and I'm gonna ask for feedback. And she went and she asked the guy, like, hey, you know why? You know I know this is blah blah blah, but this would really help me out, you know, in the future. You know why did you move on from me? And he said, well, you're just non-committal you really just like she put it in a way where it was like hey like I'm, I've been you know we've been dating for so long or we've been dating for quite some time and I just feel like it's not going to lead anywhere and I don't think it's because of me because I think I've been I've been doing what I'm supposed to do. I think it's because of you. You just don't want to. Or you won't let yourself. And it was really taking a toll on the guy. Because he felt he wasn't good enough. And he felt that he was not worthy of love. Because he was trying his best. And he still wasn't getting... Like he didn't, he really, he just said, like, I, I don't know what else to do. So, you know, and he said he met this, he just, somebody told him, like, hey, well, you know, I'm going to set you up with some, one of my friends. And he went out with some girl and they, they, they clicked and, and she just was open to, to just, to loving somebody. And she's like, okay, so. What does she do with this information, right? She starts looking into, hmm, why does it feel so right for me to not allow myself to catch feelings? Why am I so scared? So naturally, this smart-ass woman, she goes and she starts doing research about how the brain processes fear and and negative emotions or just negative experiences, like bad experiences, right? So she figures out that, hey, find it when you're in a situation of danger or, or when there's a threat present, your body or your mind looks through your memories and finds the next closest situation like that. And it basically scares the shit out of you. <laughs> and you react in ways that are negative. When it comes to love, because, I mean, you're not just going to like take off and physically run. But, you know, you kind of try to get rid of the threat. And guess who the threat is? It's either the guy or the girl who want to be with you. And isn't that weird? Because that's not a threat. When we really think about it, when somebody wants to be with you, like they want to make you happy and they're happy with you. And you probably make their day and you probably make them happy. And why wouldn't you want to be next to somebody or talking to somebody every day that genuinely they're so excited to hear from you or, or to see you, you know, or to like, I don't know, just be with you, right? Doesn't Doesn't that seem weird that our brain processes it? sees that as a threat because maybe we got hurt once in the past 
And guess what? That's the next closest thing. So now we got to fuck this shit up because it's too good to be true. And there's a new meme going around that says, hey, or something like to the sense of it's not too good to be true. Maybe this relationship is just healthy. And I mean, I'm, I fucking hate the toxic movement, the toxic, but I'm starting to see some positivity, which is really cool. Because I think we need more relationships that are positive and we need to be the example, right? Because I don't want my little sister to get with a dickhead. Like, I would like my little sister to meet a guy like me now, but not like me when I was 24. So, so yeah, so she she goes through this research in a scientific way and she realizes that since she's been hurt when things get too serious and things the guy seems like a good guy she remembers when she loves somebody so much and she was hurt and we're breaking it down and i feel like i was breaking it down with her in her video when she was like giving her her lecture because I'm like, yo, like, so you felt like you were in love with somebody wholeheartedly till the end. And this guy was, he was not the right guy. He did something stupid and he hurt you, right? Cool. So now you're afraid of every guy loving you and you falling for them. And she was just going on and on about how we are not afraid to feel the feeling of love. Like, that's not what got us hurt, right? It What got us hurt was the wrong person. Because nobody in this world, I mean, how can you use the word love and be scared of it? But say something like, oh, it's like a mother's love or brotherly love, you know, and and think so highly about it, like it's unconditional, right? So we're we're how can that word have two meanings, something that is unconditional and forever versus I'm scared of it. So I mean, are we really afraid of love? I don't think so. We need to start dissecting how we feel, really, because how how it affects you is bad. Because if you feel like you're going to catch feelings and this guy's going to hurt you and you ruin it or you do something to push this person away... It's going to happen because you're already, that's what you want. You're going to make it happen, right? But then you're going to trick your mind into thinking, okay, that worked. Please protect me again next time. And you're pretty much telling yourself, you're programming yourself 
to not allow yourself to ever feel anything, but not to let anybody get close to you. Or you don't accept, like you don't want anything to do with that guy that's really doing all the hard work. And you're okay with the guys that don't do any of the work. So you start accepting the dismissive man, is what she called it. You start accepting dismissive men or women that never want to go the full way with you. And since they're not, they never want to push you to be serious and they're not really like, they want the whole commitment. They want, they want everything with you. You never see them as a threat. So you allow half-assed people to be in your life because your mind thinks for some reason that love is the threat. Not the bad person. So when it recognizes love as a threat, it allows you to think that it's okay, that bad people are okay to have. So it's like your mind is working against you. Your brain is working against you with the patterns that it uses to, to protect you. Isn't that weird? That somebody being wanting to be with you, it remembers it as negative. And therefore, when you get you meet a guy or a girl that doesn't really want that with you, it doesn't really see them as a threat because they don't want everything with you. They don't wanna they don't want the full relationship. And she really did a lot of research. And this is all facts, scientific, medical, like neurologist based facts that she found and, you know, studied. And and yeah, that's these are the patterns that are used for your brain to tell you that you're in danger or not to go into self-preservation. She just transferred it because she thought, man, like. Why do my relationships not work out? Why do I always push people away? And my job is to help people come closer because I help couples. I'm a, you know, I'm a psychiatrist for for people. And I think about it and I'm like, damn, like I was I was like that. I don't I I I don't think I'm afraid of love anymore, right? But I used to. And I think I've said it before where it was like, I realized one day that, I mean, I had girls and they wanted to be with me and they would ask me, well, you know, what's this going to be? Are we going to end up being anything or whatever? And they wanted to, to be with me. They loved me. Like they wanted my love, like, or they allowed themselves to catch feelings for me. And I was cool with it. I was like, all right, cool, whatever. I mean, this is how you feel, cool. Like, I liked it. I'm like, yeah, I want somebody to want me. But I I just didn't want to want them because I didn't want to end up getting hurt. But they were probably solid. I probably would have had a great relationship with them because it's just they were probably willing to willing to go the extra mile for me. <clears throat> but I didn't want it. And I didn't want it because of them. 
they were cool chicks. I didn't want it because I remembered how it felt when I broke up with my first real girlfriend. And so I'm like thinking, I'm like, damn, like, okay, I recognize that I'm not afraid of feeling love anymore. Like I I would like to be, be able to say that I'm in love and that that love is being reciprocated by somebody. Um, But I'm also thinking, hmm, when I, when that happened, where somebody was into me and I wasn't into them, like, how did it affect them? Like, I never have thought about that until I watched this lecture and she didn't cover that part or she didn't cover that. But I kind of just threw myself out of the box like, damn, like, well, what we're, we're over here talking about, like, why am I afraid of love? And why am I and me, 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 me? But what about them? Like, how did, how does it affect you when you are loving somebody and they're too scared to love you? And I think many of us have those experiences where that's what happens, right? So I thought about it, remembered some faces, and I'm like, wow. I'm like, hmm, how 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 did I make them feel? Like, where are they at now? Because or even myself in in, in some situations of my life where I really wanted to be with somebody and I felt like I was approaching things the right way and and when they didn't work out I was really really hurt and and I was on the other side so it wasn't like she broke up with me because we didn't really have a relationship we were trying to build one. I was trying to build one. So what happens? What do, what do I remember about those those times in my life where I was totally into somebody and I and I was like, all right, cool, like like you're gonna get some solid effort from me, and it didn't work out. How did I feel after? Right. Um, I started saying things. To people like women are never happy. Like their women are fucking crazy. Like you can give them everything they want, and they're never gonna be happy. You you guys ever hear that? Like women are never happy. They're never satisfied. They always want more. I mean, I had a girlfriend once where where I felt like the more I did for her, the more she criticized me in a negative way. And and I think that really got me thinking once where I'm like, I'd rather fucking be half-assing you because for some reason when you think I don't want you, you do more for me to try to make me happy because you think I'm not happy with you. Versus when I do things for you, you just kind of just, you're just like, oh, like, it's just, you just get comfortable so I started to tell myself that I never should let a woman get comfortable thinking that 
I'm never going to leave her or that I'm never like, you know, like that, that, that I'm, I'm, I'm going to be here no matter what. Like I wouldn't fucking dip on her. And I really did get it into my mind that women are never happy. They're never satisfied. You can never, you sh- you should never give them everything because regardless, they're going to find something to be like, nope. Okay. Yeah. You're doing this. Yeah. But you know, you see, there's always room for improvement, right? Like, oh, you still like, they, they have like, how am I going to say it? They don't, when they use a filter, the lens that they're looking at you, like their eyes, they're not looking at you with the good lens. Like, oh, let me look at you and see what all the good in you, like, I, I see the good in you. I really thought that a woman looks at you and they look at you to find the bad. It's like no matter what you do, she's always going to find something that you're not doing right. And I really thought that for a long time. I mean, I still, at times, I still think like that. But, I mean, whose responsibility is it to to get rid of that fear you know, if if I'm trying to talk to you and and I know you're scared, I mean, I guess we've all been there. You know, we've all we've are we we are all fucked up. But pain is temporary. Pain is really temporary, guys. The person that did something to you in the past that hurt you, that traumatized you. You, if you broke up with them and you have nothing to do with them anymore, you really have to figure out a way to have nothing to do with the way they made you feel anymore. Because the way that person made you feel in your past, they treated you bad. But you become them. When you hold on to that and you treat the person that really loves you after them bad. If you hate that person so much or if you don't like them so much, you want them out of your life so much. You want, you wish you could erase them from your past. Why are you allowing them to influence the way you treat the next person that you're with? That's not fair, right? Or am I wrong? So if the last woman I was with, if she cheated on me or what if she was like verbally abusive, like, and that really like broke me down. One, if I don't want shit to do with her, the faster I let all of it go, forgive her for it and tell myself, hey, like, maybe I wasn't perfect, but. I didn't do anything like that wrong to deserve that. And just forgive everything. Just forgive and forget. Because if I allow that negative experience to influence the way I treat the next woman that one day might fall in love with me, like that's not fair to that girl because I'm probably not going to let myself fall in love. And she might fall in love. And it happens so much where... 
people are using this excuse of being afraid to not let let it happen that there's somebody trying to win your heart over and you don't even have to have a relationship and ruin it to ruin them you're already ruining them during the dating and the building of love process like so does that make us even worse than the people that hurt us that we actually were in a relationship with for a long time and then they ended up hurting us and now we're hurting people that want to be with us before the relationship even begins like we're making them feel like they're not enough like they're never going to be enough like they're not wanted you're probably cutting open their insecurities and making them feel like they're not worthy of love because I mean that's a real feeling if somebody really cares about you and they're doing everything they can to be like I don't want you to be afraid of my love like I want you to just know that I'm here and that I want this and everything and then you just like you never did the inner work To, to get rid of that, you're hurting them. You're also hurting yourself. But how long are you going to let it go for? Like, how, how long do we all let it go for? For the rest of our lives? Like, what's it going to take? Is it going to take for somebody like God to come down here and say, hey, um, if you were to let this shit go, the next guy that comes to you is going to be the man of your dreams forever? Do you really think that it has everything to do with the guy who comes into your life that is the guy that's going to be with you forever? Or do you think it has more to do with being told to let it go? Because if you don't let something go that hurt you and that's what you're trying to avoid... Why? Because at, at a certain point, that person that hurt you, you did meet them for the first time at once, at one point, and you did go on a first date, and you did experience these feelings where you're like, oh my God, I'm starting to really develop feelings for this person. Yeah, it happens, but that doesn't mean that's what's going to happen again. And us not fixing that, those issues or communicating them or just working past them we're hurting people that don't even deserve to be hurt. Because wouldn't we want that? Wouldn't we want to be told like, hey, I know you're ready for a relationship and you have your eyes set on this girl, but she's never going to change your mind. Look for another one. I would appreciate that shit. Like, I wouldn't want to waste my time on somebody that is just going to, is just going to be non, non-committal. You know, if, if, in, if it's engraved in her already where, hey, I'm not about like, I'm about improvement, but I'm not going to self-improve this part of me. 
just because I'm so scared, not of you, not of feeling happy because happiness is good and love equals happiness. I'm just afraid that you're going to do what this asshole did to me. And there's no amount of work that any guy or any woman can do to convince somebody else that they are not the other person or that they are not what happened to them because that comes from inside. That person has to do that work. And if they're not going to do that, you're never going to end up successfully having a relationship with them. And that's what this chick was saying on her, her, um, it's her, what's it called? Yes, I'm going to be though. Oh, her lecture. <laughs> that's what she was saying is that somebody being afraid to love us has nothing to do with us. And it doesn't even have anything to do anymore with the person that they were with. It's now it's on them to kind of bury that, to fill that, that, that hole up. You know, that, that pothole, that way you guys can travel the road safe. And if they never fix that pothole, they're never wanna they're never gonna wanna get on the road with you. So it just kind of like it was like such an eye opener for me because because remember I figured that out in a different way where I told myself like, damn, I'm not afraid of these chicks like wanting me like love because they love me. Like, you know, some of them did tell me that they love me. I was just afraid to love them. So it was like, remember the saying, like it wasn't her love I was afraid of. It was mine. And this lady was kind of talking about a similar thing. And I'm like, fuck, like, what kind of damage am I doing or did I do to people when I didn't, when I didn't reciprocate, did I make them feel unwanted? Like they're not good enough? Like they're never, like they're never going to be good enough? Did I diminish them? You know, these are things that I think about now because, I mean, once again, fucking life is throwing a curveball at me. And... And now I have to think about how how am I affecting the other person? And how is this person affecting me? And how should I change my expectations based off of, you know, like her patterns and how she thinks? Because I can feel a certain way, but that doesn't mean she feels that way. So what do we do? Like, what are, what are our options? Well... Communication is an option. It's probably the most, you know, the one that should be used the most. But at the same time, another option is for everybody to just, if you're dealing with somebody that's, I'm not going to say half-assing you, but if you're dealing with somebody that's looking for ways to not commit to you or to not even just allow themselves to be like, all right, cool. Like this is, this person is for me. Um, change your expectations of them. 
change change your own expectations, right? So maybe you still you're still there. Maybe you're still you know you're optimistic, but then you just got to realize like this might not end up as anything, and and if it doesn't, I'm fine. You know, I've been you know you've been through this before. We all have, and we might all still go through it later in life, but it's okay to put all your effort into somebody and to do things the right way. And it's okay for it to not work out. But what do you want to get out of it? Well, for one, you need to get, if you can walk away comfortable knowing that you did things the right way that you didn't hurt anybody that you were not doing anything wrong and that you just wholeheartedly did everything the way that your heart told you to do then that's a win for for anybody that's a win for us for us people that want to love you know that want to be in a relationship or we want to just have that person for years and years and years if you can, but if it doesn't work out, it's still a win for you because you did everything the right way and and it wasn't your fault because if somebody didn't catch feelings for you, most of the time it has nothing to do with, especially if you do things the right way and you put a lot of effort into it, it has nothing to do with you guys. It's the person that decided not to love you. And it's that person that hurt them. They're technically, they're still together because if you let that pain go, you got to think of it as holding on to something with two hands. And you're holding on to the pain still because you don't want to hold on to the love that I'm trying to give you or that somebody else is trying to give you. So you're so scared to hold on to this new love because you had this pain in your hand and you're so scared of it, right? And it hurts you. It's in your hands. It's burning you. It's hurting you. It always hurts. But you refuse to let it go for this this other thing that I'm trying to put in your hands that is going to make you happy. But you're unfamiliar with that happiness, and you're afraid that it's going to change into what you're holding now. So guess what? You decide to just stay holding it because you're already familiar with this fucking pain. And you're just comfortable with knowing that I've been hurt and I'm holding this hurt. And I'd rather not. I'd rather not risk losing my pain for happiness that can turn into something like this. Well, guess what? If it turns into pain, you're already fucking in pain, so you might as well <laughs> you might as well risk it. Um, but I mean, let's just let's just call things how they are, guys. It's hard to find good people these days. Very difficult. If you're one of those persons that is quote unquote I'm just scared of love. I always push people away. Like I find, you know, like stop dating because you guys are doing damage. You guys are damaging people that have already done that work. 
that inner work and they're ready to move forward and meet somebody else. And if you know that good people are hard to find, don't date somebody when you know you're not ready because that you're you're going to take one good person away from this world. You're going to ruin this person that that if maybe if you weren't selfish and been like, well, this is a good person, so I'm going to date them because I want to date a good person. I'm not going to commit to them, but I mean, I want to date them because they're going to treat me right. I'm going to get something out of it. Don't take them away from somebody else who, who will appreciate them and will reach that end goal with them because that then that means you're going to damage them. And then there's going to be one less good person in this world. And you know that saying, like, if there, if you, if there is no good people in this world, then be one. Well, if you can't be a good person that's ready to love, don't involve yourself with the ones that are, because then you're going to make them just like you. And I think that's a practice that we all have to practice because I mean, I'm guilty of doing it. Am I going through it now? I don't know. I don't think so. I would hope not. But, you know, la vida is la vida. And it's taught me a lot of things is to never put, never think anything is a sure thing. But work your ass off like it is. You know, like prepare for the worst and expect the best. But yeah, I mean, we're hurting people because we're hurt. And I mean, it's gotten to the point where people stop doing that internal work in their hearts to fix themselves. And if there's a bunch of broken people out there, you're just going to break more and more and more until every single person is broken. And there is a few people out there that really, really look inside themselves and, and they fix their issues. That way they can trust somebody in the future. That way they can be like, this is scary, but I love you. Or somebody might tell you that they're in love with you and then you're just like, oh, shit. Like, that's a big responsibility. It is a big responsibility. And you shouldn't take that for granted. Like, when somebody is giving you that power, it's, it is just evil to, to be there with them, knowing that you're never going to feel that way for them. So are we really afraid of love? Like, no, we're not afraid of love. We're afraid of something somebody did. And because we remember when we were first dating them and when we first kissed and when we first made love and all this stuff. And and then we meet somebody else one day and we do those same things and we remember the pain associated with those good feelings. And now we think we associate love with pain. And it's like... It's not. It shouldn't be. Your brain is hardwired 
instinctually to help you survive, not to help you feel things for other people. So we have to learn that just because something bad happened to us in in a relationship in the past doesn't mean that it's going to happen again. Especially if, if, if it's not the same person. And I think we just all have to do a better job of of fixing ourselves, guys. This is some real shit. Every, almost every single person that I know that's in their 30s is single. Men and women. And if they're not single, they're fucking doing some shit that they shouldn't be doing. And it's a problem. Who do we, who, who are our little brothers and sisters going to look up to when they think like, oh, this is how a relationship should be. Like when everybody's like, all their parents are not together, you know, if they're, if their nieces and, and nephews don't have a happy family, like, you know, if every single fucking kid ends up not having a, a household with two parents in them, that's not good. That creates more men that don't know how to be men because we need our dad growing up. We need our biological fathers in the household as good role models to teach us how to be men and do man things. So it's just a constant, a constant flow of of dominoes just falling and falling and somebody's got to stop those dominoes and, and I want to be one of those persons, but who else is going to do it? Just think about that, guys. It's Saturday night, 10.02. For those of us who are just hanging out, hit me up. Tell me what you guys do on your alone time to, as, as therapy, things that help you clear your mind. And, um, Have a good weekend, everybody.